0: Welcome to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Kids can't choose their parents. They also can't choose their stepparents, although they might think they should have a say. Sometimes there's an instant connection between Native stepfathers and their stepchildren. Other times it might be a lifelong challenge to create a meaningful family bond. We had such a good response to our stepmother show that we decided to give stepfathers their own space. We'll hear the joys and regrets of Native stepfathers right after the news.
1: This is National Native News. I'm Jill Freitas from KMBA in Anchorage, Alaska, filling in for Antonia Gonzalez. From heavy metal to a blacklight powwow, a culmination of artists came from across the region recently in Denver for an Indigenous Comic-Con festival. They reflected on Indigenous history and celebrated their culture. The Mountain West News Borough's Emma Vandernighty reports.
2: The icon event also featured creatives like Sean Biel. The Dené multimedia artist collaborated on Marvel's Heritage Voices comic book.
3: I grew up on Marvel Comics, so, you know, for them to come and reach out to me, that made that little res boy in me happy because, you know, I I never thought that would be something possible.
2: He believes indigenous artists can embrace the contemporary without forgetting their ancestral roots.
3: We do live in modern society, but at the same time, you know, we do hold on to our culture.
2: Danielle Boyer, a 22-year-old engineer, also presented at the con. She made a talking and singing robot that looks like a tiny minion with cat ears. Boye says it also helps preserve native languages like Ojibwe Moen. So it'd say a phrase like, "Buju hello, say it back. And so it encourages the child to respond to the prompt. She also started the STEAM Connection, a nonprofit focused on bringing robotic education and building materials to indigenous youth for free. That idea came out of the discrimination she faced in trying to join robotics clubs. She hopes indigenous youth will pursue their interests, even when these industries are predominantly white. We've always been scientists, we've always been inventors, and so spaces like this Comic Con uplift that, uplift our voice, uplift the ability for us to decide what we want to pursue. That's the main reason Christina maldonado Badhand wanted to create this con. She said that when she invited some friends to present their anime work, They questioned if anyone would like it. And I was like, why would you question whether you belonged somewhere because you had something that was likable for the rest of the general public and assumed that it wouldn't be likable for Native people. She hopes the con allowed people to bond through shared connections and see that Native people are artists and fans of pop culture like everyone else. You can celebrate over fandoms and everybody can be nerds together (laughs) and kind of celebrate that way. Organizers hope to expand IACON for its second year and partner with similar Indigenous events in the future. For National Native News, I'm
1: Emma Vanden The Cherokee Nation Election Commission certified recently the 2023 general election with the Principal Chief Chuck Hoskin Jr. and Deputy Chief Brian Warner, taking more than 62 percent of votes to win re-election and serve another four years. Hoskin, Jr., 48, is the 18th constitutionally elected principal chief of the Cherokee Nation. The 2023 Cherokee Nation general election had 17,139 votes, up from 13,795 votes in 2019. In the election for tribal council, six of eight races on the ballot were certified as winners. The other races will go on a runoff election in July. The University of Alaska Southeast congratulates faculty Dr. Hune Lance Twitchell and Shugaina Donna Mae Roberts for their recent awards presented at the Sea Alaska Heritage Institute 2023 Culturally Responsive Education Conference. Dr. Hune Lance Twitchell of Juneau, UAS Professor of Alaska Native Languages, is recognized with the Distinguished Leadership Award for his tireless work to revitalize the Klinkit language. He also has been instrumental in teaching the language and in developing materials to learn Klinkit. UAS Professor of Shimshian Language Shugaina Donna Roberts was one of the seven Distinguished Educator Awardees, recognized for her promotion and teaching of the Shimshian language, having produced dictionaries and other resources, according to the SHI press release. I'm Jill Freitas.
0: NATIONAL NATIVE NEWS IS PRODUCED BY KUWANAK BROADCAST CORPORATION
3: WITH FUNDING BY THE CORPORATION FOR PUBLIC BROADCASTING. SUPPORT BY VISIONMAKER MEDIA, ENVISIONING A WORLD CHANGED AND HEALED BY UNDERSTANDING NATIVE STORIES AND THE PUBLIC CONVERSATIONS THEY GENERATE. 45-PLUS YEARS OF NATIVE STORIES AND INDIGENOUS KNOWLEDGE THROUGH FILM AND MEDIA CAN BE FOUND AT VISIONMAKERMEDIA.ORG. READY TO START, MANAGE, OR GROW YOUR SMALL BUSINESS?
0: Today we're focusing on native men who step up and step in as fathers to help raise children who are not their biological offspring. Sometimes everyone just clicks together and a man assumes a fatherly role. Other times he might need to build a relationship with his partner's children before they accept him. But as we'll hear in this hour, any struggle stepfathers face usually have their own rewards and make a big difference in their stepchildren's futures. Please join today's conversation. Are you a stepfather with words of wisdom to share? Were you raised by a stepfather who made a difference in your life? If so, what was it like forming relationships and adjusting to a new member of the family? Tell us about stepfathers by calling 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. We also have our eye on social media. And welcome your comments on Facebook, Instagram, and our webpage, Native America Calling, com our first guest is joining us from portland oregon william penn he's a program facilitator for the native wellness institute he's from Squaxin island and quillette tribes william great to have you on the show and happy belated father's
4: day thank you
0: absolutely well william tell us a little bit about your background when did you first become a father to a child who was not your biological child
4: Um, it was, um, uh, I would say 2010 that was, was when, um, we made the big step and moved in, in together, but we, we started, um, me and Jolene knew each other from a long time ago and, and back then we were both married and, and had separated and then reconnected and, um, and, um, um started having a relationship and it was, it was good. And, you know, I, I knew she had kids cause I knew, knew her before and she would bring her kids to her training and stuff. And her kids were, she was a facilitator and her, and her it was just, her kids were, um, um, super young at that time. And it was just like, they were just raised raised in this, um, in Jillian's work that she does and healing work and, and traveling all over the place. So I, I knew that there were, they were good kids so that was that that was was a good thing so
0: so you had a little bit of a chance to uh you know kind of be around them a little bit and so you weren't going in blind It sounds like will you
4: yeah well they you know they they, you know they they were so young you know they they they, you know and and at the time you know um like they said we were Different worlds, and so, so it was like you know the the kids didn't remember me personally, but you know because they were they were around so many other kids, but but it was it was it was it was good. It was like I, I come from the background of of um, when you're in when you're in a relationship, you're not just in a relationship with the with the other individual. You're in a relationship with um, with their family, their extended family, their community. So it's like mm-hmm. And if you don't know that going in, it, 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 you know, but, but me, I, I, I knew that going in. And, you accepted um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, William, I mean, tell us more. What can a good stepfather offer a native family and a community in, at whole?
4: Well, uh, to me, it's, it's like, um, you know, stepfathering, you know, you, you, you have the challenges because, Um, you know, like, like the kids think you're, you're taking away, um, you're taking away their mom, you know, they have to trade a mom with somebody else again. And, um, and, you know, it's a disruption and it's, it's uncertainty. And, um, um, so it's like, you know, it's like trying to piece, you know, trying to, um, you know, not, not get too involved or get, get too caught up in that kind of stuff, but it's like, Um, I'm here to, to help with everything not not just, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, never ask them to call me dad or anything like that, but you know, it's, it's just like just furthering them in their education and and helping them and teaching them what little bit of knowledge I had and my traditions. And it was, um, um, you know, it, it, it was. I I got along great with the with the youngest one and uh, okay and and it, he's he, he's he's one that I bonded with right away and uh, um enough was because he didn't know his dad because his dad left when when he was, when he was still a baby and okay like, but
0: but the older one were there some challenges uh, adjusting there William
4: yeah yeah the the, the oldest one it was like. It was like there was always this like wall and and um and but but it was it 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 the relationship you know they 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 blend over time and it was like in acceptance okay, he's not gonna go nowhere, he's not just here and and he's gonna be part of the family and so it was like but that that probably did, that probably went on for like the first five years, I would say
0: mm-hmm. then. Well, that took some time then, because it sounds yeah, like not yeah, only did you have yeah. to to prove yourself as, as capable and worthy, but it sounds like there was also a trust factor there. You had to earn their trust.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, and, and I imagine that that goes along with with a lot, a lot of things when, it, like when you know, like when you meet somebody new, you know you don't know them, and mm. and then at face value then, then develop a relationship, then you go, oh yeah, this guy's pretty good a good guy, so <laughs>
0: William. One issue that that seems to me would present challenges is is discipline, right? Because there will be those times that you have to step up and, and be that role, be that authoritative figure. And I I know from experience, right? Like a, a child is like, well, well, you know, you're not my real dad, right? You know, you don't have the right to do that. Oh, you can't yeah, tell me this. Yeah. How yeah. do you deal with those types of conflicts and, and challenges?
4: The it, it it when when for especially for for um, step parenting it, it it's a really super challenge because there, there's always always that 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 thin line there you know even there if it's acknowledged or not acknowledged but it was like um, I would tell them something and then they would do it but there was like a little bit of attitude around it mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. then, then just have 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 a um, you know every day we we would have our our meals together and um and and you know and, and i know that's that's not a um a norm in in today's um a lot a lot of families stuff and uh but it around discipline it was it was um um you know i, I would tell the kids in effect if they got to um Back, I would just have their have a talk with their mom and then their mom would talk to them. Uh-huh. And uh, but it was it was it was it was it wasn't wasn't that bad. Like like I said, they were they were um, really good kids. But you know, there was just that just that hate or tradition. Okay. but else. Spent, you know? So, William. Stuff, so.
0: Sure, sure. And now go ahead and, and click ahead for us. And, and how old are the kids now? How long have y'all been a family?
4: The, um, like I said, um, from 2008, the eight, um, Adrian was eight, and then the Kayleen is, is, um, 31. So, um, now, and, um, you know, um, Thirteen years ago, it was, she was that much younger. So, she was, uh, 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 what was she? Uh, a, okay. Uh, yeah, sophomore. Yeah, in high school when I first first met her. So, or okay. Maybe maybe even a freshman in so. school.
0: So you've been, yeah. I mean, now, I mean, you've been their father now, for a long yeah, time, and, and all right. Yeah,
4: yeah. And now, you know the the. She's got her master's. Her brother's got her master's. and um, oh, that's great. Working, working and, uh, you, know, so, great. you know, they're that's all, great. yeah.
0: William, I want to ask you, I mean, do you feel that there are some men who are better suited for stepfatherhood than others? Or can anybody be a stepfather
4: and do a good job? It, to me, it it's, it, and, and, you know, it's it, by choice and, uh, and you know. Like like a lot of us, we we uh we grew up on that little merged ground, and you know we decided, yeah, hey, you know, um, I don't want to follow the path my parents took, and uh, and you know made made you know different choices than our parents made, and then uh, you know, took, took different paths than our parents. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly good choices, and and but you know so some of them I wish they would have. Um, spent more did time on the water with, with with the kids and stuff. So,
0: and William, did you have a, a stepfather figure at all in your life growing up? I
4: I I I uh, I, I, I I guess I did because it was like uh, when uh, my dad was was very old when I was born, sixty three on my birth certificate, um, his age. And, and so he had a stroke and uh, so, so i went um uh, uh, asked him permission to move out because i was i was becoming his caretaker at the young age of uh, like like around, uh, i think I was, like 13 or so mm-hmm. and I, I was becoming his primary caretaker because my mom was was um was an alcoholic wasn't her And then uh, my older two sisters, they were off at boarding school. And but, but so I, I I did, I did move out and um, was raised by my my older brother. So,
0: okay. All right. William, we're going to have to take a break, but it sounds like um, you probably learned a lot from that experience and have been able to apply that uh, as a father yourself now in your own life. So, folks, we're talking with William Penn. and he is in Portland, Oregon. He's telling us a little bit about stepfatherhood, which is the focus of our show today. If you are a stepfather or you were raised by a stepfather or you just want to give a shout-out to stepfathers, what are you waiting for? we got open phone lines, 1-800-996-2848. We'll be right back. One of the biggest hurdles for someone leaving an abusive relationship is finding housing. Advocates for Native survivors say safe, affordable, and culturally relevant housing improves the chances for a successful transition out of abuse. We will be live from the Women Are Sacred Conference on the next Native America Calling.
5: Ya at a not in the warriors no singi latahiya, a no singi, a no singi a no singi a yaz no singi other at no singi, are not in the it's other bondi zangi a yo no thingi, which also zin do
0: you are listening to native america calling i'm sean spruce we're focusing on native stepfathers today and you are welcome to join our conversation are you a stepfather did a stepfather make an impression in your life Tell us about what that role means to you. We're at 1-800-996-2848. That number again, 1-800-996-2848. And we have a caller on the line right now, Chanupa, who is listening on Keeley in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. Hi, Chanupa.
5: Hey, thank you for having me on today. This is a beautiful topic. You know... <clears throat> the the other gentleman that was expressing his uh heartfelt uh understanding about being a stepfather mm-hmm. I've been a stepfather and I'm still the stepfather to four children okay who still call me dad and never ever not once out of anger did they say you are not my real dad no they did not say any of that what they love to say is that, A father like Chanupa did his part to serve them as their mothers passed away. So when you love a woman that has other children from other, you know, individuals, that comes with us when we love the woman so dearly with our heart that when you love a woman, everything that she has comes with you. The same Mm -hmm. with you and her. All your your siblings and whatever you have go to her too. So God rest the soul of my women that I had passed away because I've been married four times, and they all left me. And whatever oh, their circumstance was, past and present, that was theirs. But to this day, the four children still call me dad. I love the, the grandkids they gave me. Sean, this is the best topic again that you have <laughs> done, and I— honor you the best for doing this. This is courageous efforts of work that you do, and my blessings go out to you and your staff. And keep the word up and keep the good work up, because these words that you do and the work you do really help a lot of us individuals, such as uh, Chanupa and many others, still love the children that are part of our lives, and I'll never change that. Thank you, and thank you for always having me on there on topics like this, and my heart goes out to everyone calling in. I love y'all. Keep the work up. Aho, oh, Sean.
0: Thank you. Well, Chanupa, we love you too and you always bring these great takes to, to the show and you provide a lot of value to our audience and, and believe me, our crew very much appreciates all of your support and those kind words because again, uh, it takes the whole crew to make these shows come together and get these topics on the air for you, our listeners. Again, that was Chanupa up in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. Uh, let's bring in a couple of more guests now. Joining us from The SeaTac Airport, where he is on a layover, is Troy Watlamit. He's a stepfather and a Yakima Nation tribal member from the Clickat and Cayuse Band. Troy, welcome and happy belated Father's Day to you.
6: Oh, thank you.
0: Absolutely, Troy. And we have your daughter joining us as well. She is in White Swan, Washington. Halo Toma is Yakima, Wanapum, North Thompson, and Flathead. Halo, welcome to our show. Hello. Well, Troy, I want to begin with you and, and tell us more about your experience, especially in the beginning when you were first settled into a fatherly role with, with your daughter, Halo. Oh.
6: Uh. I had two. I have two older kids than Halo, and um there's a battle for for them in the courts. And I never got to see them for eight years.
0: Now, these were your your biological children that you couldn't see for a yes. long time. Okay, all right. Yes. So, at what point then did you did you become a, a father to Halo? Where along that timeline did that occur? Two
6: thousand five.
0: Two thousand right, five.
7: Halo was 1. Halo was 1 year
0: old. 1 year old. Okay. Well, Halo, what's your earliest memory of of your dad Troy first being a part of your life? Cuz I imagine <laughs> you've always known him as your dad.
7: Oh, wow. Earliest
8: memory?
7: Well, the only one I can think of on the top of my head is just when we were in the mountains. Cause I'd always go on rides with him when we, when he'd go hunting,
6: Mm
7: -hmm. I think I was like three or four, but, but he shot an elk and I got all mad because I was sleeping when he shot it and I (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I
0: bet that rung your ears. Well, holy cow, Troy, what was going on? <laughs> did you fire a rifle outside of the tent or something? How did How did she manage to? Oh,
6: to... no. I was just riding down the road and quite a ways up the hill and like a couple hundred yards. And I just jumped out and stepped off the road and shot it. Yeah, and all she right. was all mad. She remembered that, and yeah, I was pretty. <laughs>
0: Well, Troy, it sounds so remember
6: like. Remember that time you shot that elk and woke me up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you've taught Halo a lot, um, hunting, and just you, you folks spend a lot of time in the outdoors and, and teaching her skills. And tell us about that—just you know, her her childhood, growing up, and and you there as a father figure.
6: Um, I know it's just natural for us to do that stuff. Something we that I've done since I was little. Um, they just did a story on our buffalo hunting on the Washington Post and the Seattle Times had it as well but Halo's been there um yeah she's been there to Montana with us what six seven times now and uh yeah she's my little hunting buddy almost taller taller than me now (laughs)
0: <laughs> Halo, I, I hear that a lot of times people will come up and say, hey, you look just like your dad. You look just like Troy.
7: Yeah, we kind of get that a lot when people say that to me and my dad. And me and my dad look at each other most of the time, and we're kind of just laughing because <laughs> they don't know. A lot of people are surprised when I when I say that he's my stepfather.
0: What's your? What do you like most about your dad? Tell us.
7: Um, I like that he's straightforward with everything. That that's my favorite quality. Is just that he knows how to tell things, just like with the truth, but like not to be like so mean about it.
0: Does he? Um, does he ever have to? You know. Come down hard on you, or growing up, was he ever? Did he ever have to be really strict with you, or anything like that? Or did you ever get out of line, and he had to set you straight? Probably. <laughs> you don't remember, <laughs> huh? Halo, Troy. How <laughs> was How was Halo growing up? Was she well behaved and cooperative, or did you have difficult times at all? Oh, no, she's a pretty
6: good kid. Still is. She. Uh, no, never had no. No troubles with Halo at all. She asked me one day if I was ever going to dye my hair, and I said, nope, I'm going to wear those gray hairs proud because it's all from you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There you go. There you go. Well, Troy, I mean, you know, this was a number of years ago because I know Halo is now 18 years old, so, you know, her whole life almost uh, you've been there for her. But did you ever have any doubts or ever any apprehension? Like, geez, I don't know if I really want to do this. I'm just not sure if I'm ready. To to be a father to Halo, did that ever cross your mind at all?
6: Mm, not that no, I don't think so. Never. You, I just uh, just try to be natural about it. Never try to force her to be uh, like I never said, "Call me your dad" or nothing like that. Just mm-hmm. it just came all natural.
0: What do you think? Makes, so- new music. Uh, and, Troy, what do you think makes a good stepfather? I mean, do you think it's 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 different than just raising a, a child who is your biological offspring? Or, or is it the same? Does it the same requirement, the same factors and, and qualities make a good stepfather, as make a good biological father? What do you think?
6: Um, there's probably a lot. I mean, everybody's situation is probably different, like way different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it can't be this. I don't know if that's all the same. Maybe. I don't know. She's my only stepdaughter and stepchild. Yeah, like we said, people will walk up to us or she'll tell us, man, your daughter looks just like you. And I just kind of, oh, thank you. I don't say nothing.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, why would you? I mean, that's awesome. What about, so, in, in Troy, earlier you shared that you do have biological children, and um, where, where are they right now? And I'm just curious. Um...
6: My oldest daughter, she just graduated um, from college last Friday, and my son, he's currently attending college at Heritage University, and okay, Rowdy and Cody are, are Rowdy's going into high school this year, and Cody's going, are in middle school, and then okay. we have, we have our little guy, Wiley, and got custody of him, my nephew, my nephew. But,
0: well Halo, I wanna ask you, what kind of relationship do you have with your siblings?
7: Um, we have a pretty good relationship as far as you you know, being teenagers are.
0: <laughs> it's kind, of a, kind of a pause there as far as being, we'll just kind of interpret that as however it might be. <laughs> All righty. Well, we're talking now with Troy and Halo, and uh, they're telling us some of the trials and tribulations of uh, family life up there in Washington State. But let's go ahead and take a caller now. We have Philip, who's listening up in Ignacio, Colorado on KSUT. Hi, Philip. How you doing? How you doing, Sean? Doing great. Thanks for calling.
9: Yeah, I just wanted to comment on your uh, segment that you're on the stepfather's mm-hmm. um, side. I, I'm also a stepfather here on the Southern East Reservation. I have two older daughters that live in, one lives in Kansas and the other one lives in Oklahoma City in Tulsa. Um, but when I uh, moved back here on the reservation, I um, got with a a lady that had um a, a five year old and we have um, been together almost thirty years now so <laughs> yeah.
0: Sounds like it's working out really well for you up there in Ignacio, Philip.
9: Yeah, it it's it's a constant battle sometimes, you know, because um when she was very young and and her biolog biologic um dad had nothing to do with her, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stepped in that role of being um, a dad to her. And now she's 30 years old and, um, and we, we've had our ups and downs, you know, throughout the years. So um, but overall, you know, we've, we've always um, overcame them, you know, that type mm-hmm. thing. So, Yeah.
0: Well, Philip, thanks for calling in. We sure appreciate your comments and your insights, Philip uh, Ignacio, Colorado. Let's take another caller. His name is Dale, and he's listening on KUNM in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, Dale.
8: Hey, how's it going?
0: We're doing great. We're doing great.
8: Cool, cool. Um, I thought I'd add to the commentary by just uh, saying that I too my a stepdad. She's an adult now. Uh, she just graduated from college, just like uh, the other caller. And uh, I can't begin to e- e- express how proud I am of, of her. I mean, I've always did my best to treat her with the most respect I could possibly imagine, you know. Because, you know, when she came into my life, she was maybe, I think she was around 10 years old. And, um, you know, it was it was difficult for me because I'd never been a father before that. And I'd much less even lived with another child, you know. And there's kids in my life that I've helped, you know, helped raise, helped mentor. But, like, actually having a kid, like, share my roof, you know, it was, it's... It was, it's been interesting, you know, and so I did my best to treat her, you know, as, as, as a real person, not just like a kid. You know, I, I made it a point to listen to what she had to say and make sure she had enough space to express herself and just, you know, be who she wanted to be and help foster, you know, her imagination and uh, and just and support her in everything she wanted to do. So I think that was my role as, as a stepfather and, you know, doing my best to help her become the best version of herself.
0: Dale, it sounds like uh, you've got this stepfatherhood thing down pretty well. Do you have oh, any advice? No, no, <laughs> no. Still <laughs> no, I, learning. I Still learning. Agree,
8: yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I think we'll no tell- matter
8: how old you get, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No matter how old you are, always learning as a parent, right? You're never perfect. Yeah. Never, right? I yes. told. I mean, <laughs> I can relate to that as a parent too. You're always learning. Different stages of life present different challenges. But do you have any advice uh, for other step stepfathers who might not have as much experience at this point as you do?
8: Uh, you got to stay calm. You got to take things one step at a time. Patience is by far the most important thing you got to learn when you're when you're a new parent, or or if you're if you have a kid who's already developed and already has their own personality coming into your life. It's extremely important to just respect them and have patience, and you know just do your best to understand where they're coming from, or else you'll never develop a relationship with them.
0: Dale, I think one, one issue that some people might have is uh, being stepfathers is the risk. Like, what happens if things don't work out with the mother? And then you could potentially invest all this energy and time and emotion in a relationship, and then it could go south. And as a stepfather, you might never be able to see. It's not like a biological child where you potentially have a right to see that person. You could maybe never see them again. Does that ever factor in, Dale?
8: One thing my folks taught me at an early age is that you got to take responsibility for all your decisions. You got to take responsibility for things that don't work out. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, if if it doesn't work out and it's because of the decisions that you made, take ownership of it and do your best to, to, you know, just make things right. Or I think accountability is uh, one important factor. You got to always admit when you're wrong, especially to kids. You know, kids kids have a tendency to remember. You know. daddy apologized, you know, or my stepdad was able to apologize where a lot of these other guys don't want to take responsibility. Don't even want to admit when they're wrong. So I think, um, mistakes will be made every parent, no matter how hard they try, they're going to screw up, you know? And so just, just take responsibility, be a man really.
0: (laughs) Got it. Got it. Well, Dale, thanks for calling in, uh, with that advice as well. And I, I want to go back to Halo, Halo Toma who's on our show and, and, Halo, tell us. I mean, let's hear from from the perspective of of someone who was raised by a stepfather. What advice would you offer to somebody, uh, a dad who's coming into that role for the first time, an established family, children that might already be a few years old? What would you tell that person to make it as easy as possible for them to become a stepfather? Halo.
7: Well. The only advice I can give right now or, like, can think about is just to show them show them how much you care about them. Always be present. Just, yeah, just always show them that you care and that you're always going to be there for them.
0: And, and what does that mean, Halo, like, to be – show them that you care? Like, does it matter, like, to get a bunch of gifts or is it is it time and attention or just – is it the little things? How would you describe – when a, when a parent shows that they care, what does that mean?
7: Uh, it's just like just showing that you're listening to your child and that you acknowledge them.
0: Okay. All right. And, that sounds good. Yeah,
7: just spending time.
0: We're going to have to take another break here, folks, but when we come back, uh, we've got another guest on the show, and we're going to take a couple more calls perhaps as well. I know we've got one caller lined up in Flagstaff, Arizona, in fact, and we've got a guest who's going to be joining us from the state of Minnesota. So stay with us. Native America calling Friday afternoon.
3: Support from the Self-Governance Communication and Education Tribal Consortium presenting the 2023 Tribal Self-Governance Conference at the River Spirit Resort in Tulsa, Oklahoma, June 26th to the 29th. Learn how tribes are using self-governance for the delivery of programs and services for their citizens and communities and how this authority improves the health and well-being of tribal communities. Registration closes June 23rd at TribalSelfGov.org.
0: This is Native America Calling. We're talking about Native stepfathers today. It's all about stepping in and stepping up for children. Give us a call, give a shout out to the stepfather figure in your life. We're at 1 800 996 2848. That's also 1 800 99Native. We've got another guest on the line right now who is joining us from Fond du Lac, Minnesota. His name is Bruce Savage, and he's the owner and operator of Spirit Lake Farms along with his family. He's a Fond du Lac Band of Lake Superior Chippewa Band member. Bruce, hello, and happy belated Father's Day to you.
10: Yeah, bonjour. This is Bruce Savage calling here.
0: Um, All right. Well, Bruce, I understand you don't necessarily refer to yourself as a stepfather, that that title, stepfather. Why is that?
10: Well, you know, I think it's very important for uh, kids to know who their biological parents are. Um, As growing up, You know, that was always uh, something that the elders in our communities would always ask, you know, who are your parents? And that is to uh, keep track of our bloodlines. And I think that's very important for those youth to understand where they come from historically.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Bruce, how many children do you have?
10: I have four one is my uh biological three of them uh, or two of them are my wife and one is just a young man that had uh, lived with me since he was about 4 months old
0: so you have stepped up in a in the lives of a lot of young young children and, and um and i understand are some of them from from different tribes and i'm curious about that angle as well so like sometimes you might have a stepchild from a different tribe and that might present some challenges as well, especially with regard to, to culture and heritage and things like that.
10: Yeah, you know, uh, my wife's pyramid Lake Paiute. My uh, my daughter and uh, her brother, they're uh, Turtle Mountain Band. And we've had a number of, of young people live with us, you know, from uh, other communities, you know, uh, Mille Lacs Band, Fond du Lac Reservation, Um, Reno Sparks, Indian Colony, Um, you know, but one of the fortunate things about Fond du Lac Reservation is uh, we recognize all federally recognized uh, members of tribes to participate in a lot of our programming, which also involves with our hunting and fishing. If you live within the reservation boundaries of the Fond du Lac Indian Reservation in northern Minnesota, and you're a member of a federally recognized tribe, you get to participate in the harvest practices within our reservation boundaries, just like a tribal member. Also, we provide uh, uh, like sports scholarships and all kinds of summer activities and youth employment and that, that really uh, makes our, our children from all the tribes feel pretty welcomed within the community. We have a great uh, school, the Fond du Lac Ojibwe School, that embraces all of those federally recognized tribal children and even descendants. Well,
0: that's great to hear, Bruce. And, and tell us a little bit more uh, about uh, your experiences raising kids, especially And you know, I think, so many People they stress out over the teenage years, right? There's always that stigma. Oh, wait till they become teenagers. You're dealing in the terrible teens and all that. How how was that period for you as a father, Bruce?
10: Um, teenagers, yeah, they can they can be a bit of a challenge. And I've always found if you challenge them, in and not not so much as in their behaviors, but giving them opportunities to challenge themselves, in and try to help them find a passion that they can uh, embrace. They 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 seem to uh, kind of pull themselves through them difficult years of their age years. Um, not I'm not saying that none of them have ne- ever. But, mm-hmm. but I just find that's that's the best thing you can do is is not not mentally challenge them on their behaviors all the time, but to try to get them to embrace uh, something they can be passionate about and, uh, and encourage them to uh, live healthier lives. And I, I really stress i about the contributions their ancestors have had on the effects of world economies today and food systems. You know, as, as Native Americans, we don't get a lot of recognition. We don't give ourselves a lot of recognition for the things that we contribute to. And uh, that's, that was the, the main part of my, my wife and uh, myself's business plan for our farm was to show kids, you know, these are economies that were derived by our ancestors and we can be strong at them today. Yes, it's hard work, but uh, it helps them understand uh, economics.
0: Well, Bruce, that sounds uh, interesting that that business, it's able to, you're able to use that as a model for how to raise your family, your children, and how they can grow and learn from that as an example. sounds like a wonderful, wonderful experience for them. I'm gonna take another caller now. We have Alicia, who is listening online in Flagstaff, Arizona. How are you doing, alicia?
11: hi, I'm doing good i'm I'm really enjoying this topic today.
0: I am too. yeah, tell us your experience
11: well, um, my experience is is more from my grandparents' side um my biological grandfather uh was a part of my dad's life for a very, very long time and then hear all of those stories about their <laughs> adventures and things that he learned. And, um, and he, when he passed away, um, the family didn't talk about the, 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 the term stepfather or for me, step grandfather, but it was just, he filled that gap. He filled that part of the family, uh, the family line and just like, we he always provided the same support and and all the same stories that we were able to 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 have during our family gatherings and family uh holidays and all of those things so it it was never really a thing in our family to like know that our our papa was a step papa <laughs> like he, he uh-huh. it was a different uh it was never um acknowledged in that way, because even today, my dad calls him dad. And, and we see him as just Papa. Nothing, nothing has ever been uh, distinguished as he's not, he's not that biological person, but he's always filled that with love and support and, and all of the stories and everything. So he's, he's around and he's just, a, he's just Papa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful, Alicia. Really glad you called in today to share that story. Again, Alicia listening online in Flagstaff, Arizona. I want to go back to Halo now. And Halo, as we've been talking today, most of the conversations are kind of revolving around like young children and even teenagers. But here you are, you're 18 now, you're out of high school, you're a woman. And and I'm just curious now going forward, how do you envision your relationship with your dad, with Troy going forward? And and what do you think your needs are now as a child because you're always going to be his child, right? Even however old you are, but you're definitely older now and you have different needs. So how do you kind of envision your relationship going forward as you go into your twenties and your thirties and, and beyond?
7: Well, uh, Troy will always be my dad. Like, cause I've known that he was my stepfather at a very young age, kind of basically my whole life. And, He'll always be my dad. No, he's my best friend. <laughs> knows mm-hmm. everything that goes on in my life.
0: <laughs> Troy, do you agree with that? Halo's your best friend? Oh, I don't know if we have Troy. Okay, so you, you, like the Troy, are you there? Looks like we've have a little bit of an issue with Troy. William, I want to go back to you and um, tell us what your thoughts are. You know, as, as children get older, they move into adulthood, and then your role as a parent changes. Uh, you think it's harder or easier as kids get older to be
4: a parent? Oh, I I would say it gets way easier. You know, you look, you look like uh, um, one of Jillian's oldest, um, our granddaughter, uh, just turned six, so it, it, it's a uh, it's a blessing that to be around um, that that youthful energy and um, and just be be a, be a part of uh, her life. You know, it's, it's just super special. So it, it gets way easier, and, and it's it, um, it it it's a blessing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we had our caller earlier who talked about essentially a step grandparent, and and what are your thoughts? about that William is uh, potentially a step grandparent. Any different than being biological grandparent or pretty much the same thing?
4: I I I think it's pretty much the same thing. that um our, our granddaughter she has she has two older um siblings and they <laughs> they informed her that that um uh, that I'm not her her um her bio or, you know, but she, you know, she's six and she didn't, didn't really understand, but, it, but it hurt her feelings that, that they were saying that she, she was taking it up as, as a um, make believe or something. But, um, so, you know, it's, it, um, challenges pop up all the time and just how you overcome them and, um, and, and deal with them is, 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 mm-hmm. is, so you know, it's up to you and, and it, it, that uh, so, you know, we we we've talked to the to the kids, and um, they 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 see how it hurts her, and see how it causes more confusion, and it's really unnecessary, and and they're they're just doing it out of spite, and so out of being kids. So,
0: okay, well, you you raise an interesting point because sometimes, and we were even learning um, with our guest today, like sometimes children are told that that a father is a stepfather. They're told that that's not their biological child or, or parent. And then sometimes, for whatever reason, parents choose not to tell them that. They just, you know, they're just, hey, we're not going to tell this person. Or or maybe they learn much later in life, and they could learn, you know, it, by somebody like in the community or something like that. It could, they could hear it at school. I mean, what's your your advice there, William? Should, should children be told as soon as possible if a person, if a parent is not a biological parent, or is it okay to just... Not tell them at all and just raise them like a biological child.
4: Well, it's it, you know that, that that's one of those personal questions. It's going to be handled individually, and um, um, you know, understand what, why why some don't, and you know, because of the confusion and stuff. It, but it it you know I, I, I think it's obligatory that uh, let them know as as they're as the individual gets older, and. Um, and you Know if, if they choose to do that, but it, at some point, that the child needs to know, or the um, won't want it to like you know, like say is they're getting older and getting ready to leave. You know, that I, I, I think I, I think it personally, I, I think they deserve the right to know. Um, okay, hey, by the way, you know, you're adopted, or you're not really ours, or you know that.
0: All righty, and okay, Halo, hey, so i get w-
4: with somebody you Know that that's one of their relatives so, because Indian world is a small world and it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy true. how how people, how people reconnect and stuff. So
0: that is a very good point, William. Yeah, you never know, those kissing cousins just might uh might emerge there. So that's uh good information there, <laughs> Halo. I i want to go back to you now. We're gonna have to wrap up the show here in a couple of minutes, but um, now looking back, you know having been raised by your dad and just everything you've learned. And what do you think are, are the most important lessons that your dad, Troy has taught you over the years, Halo?
7: Um, just the way of our life. Cause if it was, if, if I didn't have Troy or my dad, um, I wouldn't know anything about our mountains. I wouldn't know nothing about the river. I'm just, really grateful for, for all the things that I've learned from him.
0: What would you like to tell him? I mean, here you are. Is there anything you'd like to just share with him here on the air, on live radio?
7: Um, Just that I love him always mm. and that I'm very grateful to have him in my life, to call him dad.
0: And Halo... Um, do you remember, like, when you, like, like let's say, like, when you graduated from high school, you graduated high school a couple of years ago, and and your dad was there, and, and you know, your family was there, and um, what was that experience like, just knowing that, that you just had, your dad had your back all the way through, from the time you were a young, young child?
7: Um, dang, I really don't remember graduation at all. Like, mm. even though it was last year, it was kind of just like a hurry-and-go type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, like I keep saying, I just felt really grateful to have everyone there, including my dad, to just, like, see me walk the stage and grab my diploma. Because, yeah.
0: It's a big day, huh? Big day for sure. And uh, here you are setting out on your own here, 18 years old, so Halo, best of luck to you, really appreciate you being able to join us today and telling us about uh, your family history, talking about your dad, talking about your childhood, and uh, you opened right up, Halo, which we really appreciate here on Native America Calling and just telling real stories from real people in the community, that's what we're all about here. So. At this point, folks, we are going to have to wrap up the show. We're about out of time, but uh, I do want to acknowledge our guests one more time. Troy Watlamit, Halo Toma, William Penn, and Bruce Savage. Thank you all for a great conversation about fatherhood. And any other strong stepfathers listening today, thank you as well. Join us on Native America Calling again next week for another lineup of conversations about indigenous topics and issues. Our executive producer is Art Hughes. Our producers are Andy Murphy and Sol Traverso. Marino Spencer is the engineer with help this week from Roman Garcia. Show McPolin is the digital producer. Nola Daves-Moses is the distribution director. Bob Peterson is the network manager for Native Voice One. Clifton Chadwick is our national underwriting sales director. Antonia Gonzalez is the anchor for National Native News. Charles Sather is our chief operations officer. The president and CEO of Quonochette Broadcast Corporation is Jacqueline Salee. Enjoy your weekend. I'm Sean Spruce, and we'll talk again soon.
3: Challenges to societal harmony abound. Trauma, depression, addiction. In Native communities, these challenges affect nearly everyone. The Native American Social Work Studies Institute educates social workers for careers to address the needs of Native communities. You can be part of the solution as a peer support worker, community health worker, or a counselor with culturally relevant training from the Native American Social Work Studies Institute. Info at online.nmhu.edu. New Mexico Highlands University supports this show. Summer vacation time is here, and you're invited to get to know Albuquerque, New Mexico. The Mariachi Spectacular concert and conference brings vibrant artistic, cultural, and ethnic mariachi maestros to teach and share the culture of the music and its history. Legends such as Stefan Carrillo, Mariachi Cobre, and Jose Hernandez of Sol de Mexico provide a truly unique and extraordinary music and educational experience July 12th through the 15th. The Albuquerque Hispano Chamber of Commerce's Convention and Tourism Department supports this show.